This podcast is sponsored by Steve Gephardt and Moneyline Lending. When it comes to selling or buying a home, the ultimate real estate experience starts with Steve. Go to stevesellseverything.com. And when you need a mortgage to buy or refinance a home, the ultimate borrowing experience starts with Steve. Go to moneylinemortgages.com. It is the month of love, and I can't imagine a love that's more powerful than your children's love. That love is so intense, and that's why we have to do everything we can to fight the fentanyl epidemic. And And this this is Chick to Chick. You said it best, that love we have for our kids, Mm. it is so intense. And there's something going on in this country that is so disturbing. There is a fentanyl epidemic. It is a deadly epidemic, and it's affecting our kids. In fact, the DEA said that fentanyl is the single deadliest drug threat uh, our nation has ever encountered. Uh, Fentanyl, 50 to 100 times more powerful than morphine, and the fastest-growing group to die from fentanyl, this really is disturbing. Teenagers, what is going on? It's sickening. It is what it really is. is. It is sickening. So listen, we're gonna cut to the chase because we we really wanna get some professional insight. So joining us today is Pennsylvania State Trooper Kelly Smith. She is with the Community Affairs um, Officer. And Kelly, are you with the rest of us as an officer sitting back going, what is happening? It is, it's jarring and it's alarming. And all we're hearing all of the time is someone dying from fentanyl. Mm-hmm. It's very sad and it's very scary. This problem is not just here in Pennsylvania, but it's worldwide. Our young people are unfortunately dying from this problem. So it's our job in the state police. We want to empower the public. We want to empower parents and caregivers to know the signs, to know what to look for, and to have open, honest conversations with their young people so their loved ones don't fall victim to this epidemic. Okay, I'm going to admit it. Maybe I'm naive. I don't even understand where a 15, 16, 17-year-old gets these drugs. I don't get it. I mean, my son is 24 now, and I'm sure they're exposed, but where do they get these drugs? Where do they get the money to get these drugs? And how is fentanyl coming into play with all of this? Believe it or not, a lot of our young people are getting it online. Our kids are so connected to technology and social media. If you're online, it's not hard for kids to use the internet to buy drugs without their parents' knowledge. Many who buy drugs online do it through the so-called dark web. And it's a part of the internet you can only access using a special anonymous browser. They purchase the drugs using virtual currency, so Bitcoin. And because of the anonymity of the dark web, sites are harder for law enforcement to shut down, unfortunately. So it's not that, you know, stereotype that we think of that they're out on the sidewalk yeah. giving somebody five Dark bucks, corner. right? Yeah. That's not going on anymore. You, you, you brought up the Internet. I, I didn't know that. I think yes, so not, it's not necessarily what we think of when we think of the interactions with, with drug buyers. A lot of it is through the social media app. So I really encourage parents to be aware of what their children are doing online. We put the devices in our, our children's hands 
but it's our job to know what they're doing, know how Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, they all work. I do a lot of um, speaking engagements and I talk to parents and believe it or not, a lot of them don't know the ins and outs of these apps that our kids are using. They know what they're called. They know they have them. They think it's just for communicating with friends, but really knowing the ins and outs that they can be communicating with strangers is really important. And monitoring their use within these apps is, is paramount. So we're talking about really being aware of social media. Second is if you suspect that your child is maybe, you know, smoking pot or taking Ooh. some pills, is there a way that you can, well, when you try to crack down on it, you take it from them, get it tested to see? I mean, this is what I'm hearing is that you just don't even know that it's in there. It's kind of like a, it ends mm -hmm. up in there. I, I, this is the part I don't understand. Yes. Yeah, so a lot of drugs that we're seeing right now are being mixed with fentanyl. We're seeing cocaine and heroin and methamphetamine being mixed with fentanyl. If you suspect that your child has drugs of any kind, even if you are not sure what it is, please do not touch it. Even the smallest milligram of fentanyl can be de deadly. So please contact law enforcement as soon as possible. And I would like to note that vaping is really huge with, with our kids right now. I think some of the issue with vaping and e-cigarettes first became became popular because it was deemed as the healthier choice over cigarettes. And now we realize that that isn't the case, but there's still some perception, especially with our kids, that it is. Many kids say that they'll never touch a cigarette, but they see nothing wrong with vaping. And it's on the market to appeal to young people. We're seeing all those fun, fruity flavors marketed to kids. And we're seeing CBD oil and hash oil and other drugs being mixed in with these e-cigarettes and vaping. So it's really important to know what our kids are doing, what they're putting in their bodies. And if we suspect anything, contact law enforcement. That's what we're here for. So I want to go back to something that you said. You said heroin, cocaine, meth. Uh, they're they're mixing the fentanyl in with those drugs. Why? Why is that even and, and happening? And who's doing it? Where's it coming from? I wish we knew where it was coming from. It's coming from all over. Um, drugs are not what we think of from back in the 60s. Our drugs are mixed now with so many different things that you really have no idea what you're putting in your body when you consume a drug. Um, like I mentioned, cocaine and heroin and um and method, they're not in their pure forms anymore because we're seeing other drugs mixed with it. So really when you're taking something, you have no idea what's being consumed. So if if you your child or someone, anyone around, you see that all of a sudden, you know, they've collapsed and they have gone down. Um, I mean, obviously the first thing you do is contact 911. However, I've heard or I've been hearing about how important it is to have Narcan as close to you as possible. Are we getting into a, a place where everybody should just be carrying Narcan just in case? I mean, how do how in the world do we help out someone who's automatically gone down from uh, an overdose that they weren't suspecting? You know, they took a whatever it was a med, a med and um, what what can we do? First and foremost, I would say having a basic knowledge of CPR is extremely paramount. When you call 911, often the operators will start talking to you through CPR. But if you know those skills in advance, they can definitely save lives. There are free Narcan classes that are offered across the Commonwealth. So if somebody in your family is suffering from addiction, I highly encourage family members to look into those classes to have Narcan at the ready because we know that it does save lives when somebody overdoses.
So you talked about um, that our kids are, are getting this stuff online and to pay attention to their phone use and using their devices and whatnot. If, if, our if a child is actually taking one of these drugs and they seem to be addicted to them, what are some of the physical signs and symptoms that we should be looking for? That's a great question. So some signs and symptoms, um, fentanyl specifically, can cause confusion, drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, vomiting. Um, their pupils will be different sizes. They might be cold and clammy to the touch. These are all stark contrasts from their normal appearance. So they're not normally drowsy all the time. They are not normally suffering from dizzy spells. So it's going to be a complete change in their behavior. And that's what parents and caregivers want to look for. Is there anything else that we should be looking for? Yes. So it's extremely important to monitor our children's behaviors. So oftentimes when somebody is suffering from addiction, their behaviors are going to dramatically change. Their friends group might change. They might be irritable or they might withdraw completely. So noticing if their patterns of behavior change completely is extremely important. So you talked a little while ago about um, getting law enforcement involved, calling them if you suspect mm -hmm. any drugs in the home or whatever. How do you walk the fine line of, I want my child to get help, but I don't want them to be in a place where now they could be you know, arrested or something happens. You know, This is a kid and we're trying to help them, maybe scare them a little bit, but really just try to get them the help that they need to get off of, their, of the drugs. How do we implement a, a, a safe space so that they feel like law enforcement can be my friend? They can help yes. me get out of this. And even for a parent who's very nervous about calling law enforcement because they don't want to get their kid in trouble. Absolutely. I, that's a very valid concern that parents have. And I implore all parents to know that we are here and we are here to help. We don't want to necessarily get a child in trouble. We want to stop the problem. And if that call to law enforcement means that we can have a conversation with your child, find out where they got it, who's selling it, that can stop other parents from going through the same situation that they are. That can call can potentially save lives. And that's what I hope parents would understand that calling us and getting us involved can help us get to the root of the matter and ultimately save other people from dying. And, you know, as I mentioned before, the DEA saying this is the single um, deadliest drug threat that our nation has ever seen. How big of a problem is this here in Pennsylvania? It's a very big problem. In 2022 alone, we seized 186 kilograms of fentanyl. So it's it's very, very real here in our state. I know a lot of times I hear from people that, well, that doesn't affect us here. We're in small town Pennsylvania. That problem is only in the big cities, but it's here. It truly is. And I really hope everybody takes this seriously, understanding the magnitude that this stuff is deadly. It only takes the smallest little milligram, two milligrams, which is the tip of a pencil point and that can be deadly. So, you know, lastly, mm -hmm. our officers are put in a position always 
to be in like anything is coming at you all from a fist to a bullet to a car. Are you concerned and are officers concerned about what could happen to them as they are constantly in this fentanyl fight? If you get around it, you accidentally touch it. You know, is that a concern now for our officers? Absolutely. When we walk into a house and there's drugs in plain sight, we have no idea what it is. And it can be deadly to us. And we have seen officers become exposed to fentanyl. We have seen officers die um, because of exposure. So, yes, it is a genuine concern every time that we encounter drugs in plain sight. Absolutely. We also talked about Narcan before and having that readily available. You know, we hear the other perspective from EMTs uh, who have this and their comment and their concern is when you have it too readily available, people know and they're going back to the same person who's overdosed four times, five times, six times um, because their their thought is, well, you know, they're going to come by with the Narcan. Is that a valid point, too, that that our EMTs are in this position? Just having that Narcan saves somebody's lives. Sometimes somebody isn't ready to get the necessary help that they need to stop their addiction. That's somebody's loved one, though. And when they're ready, we have to hope that they're going to take the step to get um, clean and sober. But until then, Narcan is, is a chemical that can continue to save their lives during an overdose. Kelly, thank you for coming on and chirping with us. It's a very difficult topic. Um, you know, anything that we can do and say to, to save our children, save our loved ones. And um, you provided us with a lot of insight. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Kelly. I, again, this is so disturbing to me. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. I just don't even understand the whole, you know, I, I, I get the dark web. I get all of that. But why are kids able to get hold of this stuff? Why are they mixing fentanyl in with other drugs? Yeah, it's just I don't so disturbing. I don't get it, but we've got to do everything that we can to save our kids. Yes, we do. And we thank you so much for listening to this really important podcast today. We hope that you will check us out on our YouTube page or Chick to Chick YouTube. Like and subscribe until we are back to chirp about another topic.